Money FM 89.3, best of the evening runway. Why it matters. Money FM 89.3. It is the evening runway. Elliot Dank and Timothy Go with you uh, right now for why it matters. Well, it really does because uh, we're going to talk about a regret that both of us have in life <laughs> because uh, the biggest workforce cybersecurity gap is here in the Asia Pacific region. To bridge this rapid digitalization and growing cyber threat across different domains, cybersecurity skills are fast becoming very valuable skill set. The cybersecurity agency here is rolling out the SG Cyber Associates program. The idea behind this is to train 10,000 new cybersecurity personnel over a period of three years. How about that? Well, come to think of it, when you think about cybersecurity, it's like training a police force as well. It is, yeah, absolutely. Or a military, for that matter. Yeah, yeah. So KPMG and Singapore Business Federation propose uh, for Budget 2024 a universal grant scheme which will cover employee upskilling, AI, and machine learning. Yeah, I'm hoping that I can take advantage of that myself. We're going to find out more about why local organizations need to urgently prioritize investments in cybersecurity talent. Helping us out uh, in the studio today is Sandeep Bhargava, who is SVP Global Services and Solutions, Public Cloud Business Unit, Rackspace Technology. Sandeep, welcome to the studio. Good evening. Good evening. Thank you for having me here. All right. Let's talk about what is happening on the ground right now. What is the state of digital transformation in Singapore and the cybersecurity aspect of it? Are we lagging behind? I think the world is lagging behind. The world is lagging behind. And we and the region of Asia Pacific is actually contributing to that gap. You know, if you look at it, one of the reports from IC said that we have about five and a half million security professionals worldwide. Mm -hmm. And there's a gap of four million. And Asia PAC contributes about 2.7 million of that, right? right? And of course, when you look at Singapore, it is a headquarter for many companies. Mm. This is where all the decision makers sit. This is where a lot of the businesses are getting managed. Mm -hmm. And this is where also you need cybersecurity leaders to be based to give the right advice to business leaders. Mm -hmm. So, of course, the gap is also high. So many layers. Even the cybersecurity layers feels like a gap. I mean, it's a case when you look at it, not an issue of the technology because there is money to throw into the technology. It's getting people to go learn about technology that, I mean, someone like me in my 40s, is it too late? It is never too late. All right. It is never too late. And, you know, there's a couple of paradoxes here. When you survey the the leaders, they say we are actually increasing the spend in cybersecurity. So we did a survey, 67% people felt that they have increased. But when you talk to cybersecurity professionals, they feel that the money that is getting spent on them and developing them is actually declining. You know, the job cuts impact them. And this is not here. This is a worldwide phenomena, right? So there is that gap between the two. So what are we to do then? So, you know, the threat vectors are definitely increasing. You think about it. You had everything in a data center, and it was all managed out of there. Now you have all these islands called cloud computing. Everything is spread out. Now you also have AI, you know, Mm -hmm. what data to put in, Will your data be then by used by somebody else to drive the same conclusions? The threat vectors are expanding and the roles and the skills that you need in yeah. cybersecurity have also evolved. There are probably like eight or ten different skills that you need when you could have done with only two, like okay. ten years ago, twelve years ago, right? Wow. So the requirements is many, mm. the skill gaps is real. Mm. 
It's what can companies do about it. And you're trying to catch up with all of it given the time available. Uh, just stepping away from that for a second and talking about Rackspace technology, uh, you mentioned cloud. So you guys are multi-cloud solutions experts. How does Rackspace technology come into play with regard to this? Oh, absolutely. So about 50% of our business is having customers be on private cloud platforms, which mm-hmm. is more dedicated, more secure. And 50% is helping customers get onto public cloud platforms. So Amazon, Microsoft, okay. Google. Okay. Right? And as part of any of this, it's about how do you secure, right? Mm. And that concern in most customers is increasing. Okay. So people like to be on cloud. They like to be experiment different versions. They have done that. And they've realized that their threat vectors have you know, significantly expanded. They don't have the skills. Mm. Mm. And that is why a lot of the conversations that are starting now on adoption of cloud or getting value out of cloud is how do you secure cloud? And that's where we come in. Okay. What what kind of threat are we talking about, though? That's one of the things that, you know, it's not so immediate for many people because we don't see it. We don't know it until we've been attacked. Yeah, no. So let's let's take a look at, you know, generative AI, and that's a big topic of the day, right? Sure. It can actually help quite a bit in securing because it can give, you know, a lot of information to people. But it also has allowed people to put in a lot of company information to drive insights mm. from AI. Mm without realizing that whatever information they're putting in about the company is actually now public domain and public search, yeah. right? Yeah. And then how does that, how does that? The other one is as economic uncertainties remain and as a lot of people, you know, let go of workforce as we've seen, there are all these, all these people who are enticing insiders to maybe open the doors a little bit. Right. Okay. There's a survey that which said about 37% of security professionals have been approached by somebody or the other. Right. 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 Uh, and so that's the last mile of. Then uh, the final thing is when you think about if you're using multiple cloud environments, your data is going between them, sure. your data yeah. center and them. Yeah. Yeah. How do you secure those various technologies? So you're also buying off-the-shelf products. Yes. How secure are they? Right. You've got these hard drive clouds which are so yeah. easy to use. They are. They are like everywhere now. Yeah. Yeah. How do you secure that? Right, and that's where the security professionals also need to have multiple skills right. to be able to think and design architecture. And so, your architectural skills are much more important. It's like you know you are designing a house. Mm. How can you design a solid house without really thinking through everything? Right. Okay. It sounds like the way you describe it, Sandeep, less and less of a crisis, more and more of an opportunity to tap on different types of skill sets to pivot into this cybersecurity domain. And you come up with better solutions, ultimately. Absolutely. And one thing that we see in cybersecurity is a lot of people with degrees are getting into it, right? Okay. Uh, people are doing bachelors in cybersecurity and sure, getting Sure, sure. But it's still, a secure, it's still an industry which values experience and knowledge, which means degree is not really a necessity. But when you say values, experience, and knowledge, the hirer must be willing to take a chance because not necessarily you're going to get a person with a degree in cybersecurity wanting to pivot in their True. career. True. And this is where, you know, in whichever industry you are, you mm. can always show an inclination to learn about cybersecurity. Mm. Learn, work with your CISO or your privacy officer of and kind of say, okay. hey, I volunteer okay. in my department I will help you in securing that, right? Okay. And as you learn and gain that experience, that you can then take, you can do certification on the sidelines of it, right? While employed in the same job, it can be Ah. a job with a special focus on cybersecurity. Right. And then three years later, hey, you can... 
you have an opportunity to go elsewhere. Speaking of <laughs> that experience, there was a time when there were many companies hiring whatever they were called, uh, white ha- hackers to be able to the track hackers. ethical hackers. Is, this, is that still a thing? Uh, that's still a thing. That's still a thing. Even in, even in my you know, extended family, people, this really entices us. Yeah. It's a freelance yeah. job. Yeah. It's an above-the-board job. You can work any hours. Up to you. It, it is still a job. Okay. It's just because the organizations cannot just cope up with what... And it's so much more easier for bad actors to be anywhere, just experiment with technology, yeah. find loopholes. Mm-hmm. So if it has become so much easier for bad actors... We have to create the good actors with equal ease who have the motivation to come to them. Speaking of which, you know, the, the, the bad actors are becoming more structured and organized. Gone are the days where they're doing it for good sport. Where the good guys are concerned, are we, are we keeping up enough in time or is it always us just chasing it? Because they don't, they, you, you can't say if anymore. It's all about when, right? True. I think it's a, it's a never-ending game. Uh, especially <laughs> as technologies multiply. It mm-hmm. is going to be a never-ending game. And it has to work at two levels. Okay. You have to go after people and after jurisdictions which are allowing this to happen. Yeah. But a lot of times you may not have the power. And I'm saying world in general, not yeah. just Singapore. But you also have to keep up with your capabilities. For in sure. Space. For sure. Right? All right. Well, the good news is, you know, I have a 14-year-old nephew. Okay. And this is what he wants to do. No, yeah. I'm, for sure. And I'm like, go learn so you can learn how to hack and put money in my bank account. <laughs> okay. But, you know, yes. it's, as but, he said on air, <laughs> I think, you know, it's gaining traction. Yeah. I think, yeah. you know, many of these young people are attracted to these things, unlike during our generation yeah. when it wasn't a thing. So we didn't know that it would be one of those skills that's needed right and now. And wasn't there a recent announcement that we are, Singapore government would start yeah. teaching people? Yeah, cyber skills pretty early on. I want to get your thoughts on that. You know, we still come back to teaching these cyber skills early on. I do wonder, as a person working in technology, when you, you mentioned a lot about the global problem and the global shortage, right? Are we in a situation, and somehow AI is involved, where we're looking at, can we come up with something else to pluck this gap in talent? Or are we just going to hope that humans take up those jobs so it's not too late? If you, you get what I'm trying to explain. Yeah. See, the technology is evolving. So, of course, you know, we will always find technology solutions. But human actors will always be the, the weakest link the, in this, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. As companies and as ecosystems, what we need to do is just continuously invest in, techno- in security sure. professionals, right? Okay. Continuously test boundaries, continuously multi-skill them, okay. get them certifications, give them the time to continuously learn technology. Right. Because this is really a defensive maneuver. Maneuver, mm. Right? Mm. It's like if you cannot defend, then regardless of how many goals you score, yeah. you're just going to lose. Yeah. Right? But defenders are not the best pay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't attract the best valuations, right? But that is what we need to do yeah. in that whole industry across companies to give that. And then you use the partner ecosystem because a number of Singaporean companies have sprung up. Yeah. You use them because yeah. they really focus on one area and do it well. Right. I think one of those things is to make this kind of role, this kind of job, uh, something that people would want to do, would want to aspire to be a cybersecurity officer or something like that. How do we do that, though? Because I, I don't know. If you go to any high school right now and ask them what they want to be when they grow up, how many of them will actually say they want to be a cybersecurity expert? Fair. And it is all about education. It's all about getting the right people who've gone through that path to share the journey. And what we will realize is is that it will entice and appeal to a whole section of population, you know, 
who might not be in that top 5%. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I'm sure uh, it will. But if it being will, a police is sexy enough, why yeah. not the cybersecurity yeah. police? It'll get, it'll get people the time to work at their pace, mm. have work internationally, mm. right? Based out of Singapore. Because the, in, the potential is enormous in this field, yeah. right? And if we show the, the journeys of some of the people who've gone through this mm-hmm. and have schools, have talks, that is the best way to shape young minds. Just really? to show the potential. Like a K-drama on Netflix will make it popular as well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when, yeah, when you watch these yeah. shows and those, yeah. you know, who can hack into something or yeah. solve some hacking problem, they look so cool just being able to do things with their laptop. <laughs> We've been speaking with Sandit Bhargava, who is SVP Global Services and Solutions Public Cloud Business Unit for Rackspace Technology. Sandeep, thank you for coming by the studio. Thank you so much. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.